0: I don't. I don't. I don't.
1: I don't. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC livestream of the podcast. This is a bi-weekly show broadcasting out of New York City. We are your hosts Cortez NYC en
0: de Puerto Rico.
1: And on the show we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist
0: and I'm a singer. So let's get on with the show.
1: This is episode 10, New York's Art Form. Today we have a special guest, Dr. Greedy. We're going to be talking about all things graffiti, all inspirations.
0: Like always, just find us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher.
1: And a special shout out to all our friends on Instagram, all those people who are listening to us on iTunes. Thank you for the support and stay tuned. And we are here speaking for the first time with our guest, Dr. Greedy, a.k.a. Mr. Greed. AKA the Greedster. What's up, what's up? How's it going? Okay, going good. We hear you well. So we're talking about the evolution of graffiti, talking about uh, growing up in New York. You know, we grew up in the golden age, during the golden age of graffiti, which was the 90s, the 80s, um, where back then, if you were an artist growing up in New York, more than likely you're going to end up. Experimenting graffiti, doing graffiti, or even pursuing it as a career. Um, back then, there was no social media, so there was no way to really understand how global it had become. Um, we would get our information from magazines if we were lucky, um, but we would just hear very little about graffiti. You know, it was hard to even conceive that graffiti would be outside of New York if you were a New Yorker. You know, you, it was hard to imagine that graffiti existed in Kansas or like Seattle or You know, any other state that wasn't, like, known for having a big city or subway system. So, when you first, you know, started venturing out, you started, over the years, in the 90s, you started realizing, oh, wow, like, all all the states have some form of graffiti scene. Then you start learning that people from other countries are really invested in graffiti. They started traveling to New York. Um, I remember when I would first heard like there was graffiti let's say in australia i was like holy cow like i you know back then when i was growing up australia was not known for its urban art even in latin america when i went to uh ecuador to paint or um you know in puerto rico dominican republic you know this is already in the 2000s um i didn't imagine how big a, the graffiti scene would be and i i saw you know the, the scale of their work and and the quality of the work and i was really impressed you know they have their own take on it obviously but i was really impressed especially impressed that they're using they're not using you know up-to-date tools their spray paint it's, it's hard to get spray paint out there so they might if they're using local paint they might be using bucket paint more um and trying to conserve you know the good paint the montanas or the belton's or whatever they can get iron lax or whatever um, so Greed, what's your take on this what's your take on the evolution and the history
2: yeah, it started going on a little bit around the world. You know, people visited New York, see what was going on. But what really got it going is when the books started getting published. Like, the first book I read on graffiti was Getting Up, right? It, was, it didn't have a lot of pictures. It had sub-pictures, but it was a lot of stories about what was going on in the graffiti world. Then after that, when Subway Art came out, I mean, that, that, that really got things going a lot more in New York, but that also went worldwide and caused the whole movement to go worldwide. Then after that, what happened was style wars when that came out like it just went bonkers i think that's what really caused the spread worldwide and then some of the movies started coming out after that like um what were some of the movies like wild style and right. kings Five and B- stuff like that beat street was the one for me out when i B- first street. saw beat street i was like oh my yeah. god i mean that's what really caused the whole culture to go worldwide and it just it went like fire i'd never seen you know a culture spread worldwide and i don't think it ever has in the history of the world spread that way either because nothing was able to instantaneously go around the world at once and kind of start all over the globe you know?
1: what is the graffiti artist from another location that you've met that really surprised you in other words not from new york that you've met and you said holy crap like there's graffiti oh. out there
2: <laughs> yeah like a like cami came out from spain K M I, back in um the late 80s early 90s And he's just like, yeah, people out there, they're like, you know, hijacking like trucks to get paint. Like they'll steal the whole truck. They'll like pretty much just like hijack a whole truck or out there. Also, you know, you don't need a search warrant to search someone's house. So like police would just raid someone's household in the middle of the night and tear everything apart if they suspected you were doing graffiti. Wow. So they they couldn't even keep paint or black books or anything in their house. They had to like keep it somewhere else where they weren't even living. There's a, just hearing about how crazy it was out there when it was like happening in, in Spain back then, in Europe.
1: Coming from New York, you're, you assume that everybody's a graffiti artist if you're an artist. And then when you start to meet other artists, you say, oh, okay, there's other styles of art. But then when you meet graffiti artists from other countries, you get really surprised. You know, so the conversation is, how have writers evolved? over the decades. So now you can be a graffiti artist, maybe you have some old timers. I know we know a lot of old timers from New York that have evolved. You know, like, what, what have you seen? Or what, what are some examples that you can imagine of artists that have evolved?
2: Oh, I mean, well, look at Retina, right? Like, Retina started off as a graffiti artist, now he's doing like, this hieroglyphics type stuff and oh, yeah. making a lot of money. Like, that's something that just totally went from like, you know, one aspect of where his roots were to another you know it's just really wild to see that
1: i think about i mean i don't know i don't know if you consider scene evolving i mean he's a godfather of graffiti and all that the grandpa but scene you know he went from doing subway trains to now doing his his uh, stuff in france and all that and he's doing like gallery stuff he's selling stuff on canvas but yeah, I, think I think he's sticking think he's sticking to his roots though right what do you think
2: he is he's sticking to you know the real letters the real grittiness and he's trying to make his canvases gritty I think he's back in the U.S. now. I think he's in California now. Um, yeah, but it's just amazing how he keeps that 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 soul. What you know, real New York graffiti was from like the '80s and '90s, and he's just putting it boom on a canvas, and you can buy it. And it's just amazing that he still uses that same flavor. And he is someone on you look at just his simple colors, but it's all about the energy he brings to the letters, his energy, potential energy in his letters, you can tell there's like, you know, potential movement there, you just look at it, and it's his colors could be the simplest things ever, but his letters are just like, you know, they're ready to like, do something, you know, and that's, that's the amazing aspect of how graffiti art has evolved.
1: You know who I saw on Instagram the other day, because I've always been a fan of Mo2, right? And I saw paintings that he's doing now, and they're amazing. I was like, wow, this guy, this guy really evolved, like, he still, he still had posts of his sketch style, his traditional cartoon sketch style that he used to do on walls. But then I saw this canvas he painted where he was imitating a, a Klimt piece. You know who Klimt is? Yes. Klimt, yeah, Klimt is that old, I think he's an Austrian artist, a uh, fine artist. And uh, so Mo too made a painting that he was imitating Klimt style and he called it like something, something kiss, which is paying homage to Klimt. But it was like so much more photoreal. Like he was like really rendering up the characters a lot more and all that. And I was like, wow, man, like that's, a, that's really impressive. And he was painting, he was on canvas. He was, it looked like he was painting with brush, I think, with a paintbrush. Um, who else do you, anybody else off the top of your head that you could think of that's evolved or, or held in?
2: Yeah, look at uh, Carlos Mayer. He's doing his sculptures now, the metal sculptures and everything. And he's, yeah, how,
1: how, do you spell, how do you
2: spell that? M-A-R-E. Okay. Yeah, so he's doing the sculpture stuff now. He's done awards for BET and I think MTV. He's done all these metal kind of sculpture things and just took that from just like what he was doing on Trains Graffiti and just went to totally another direction as an artist. That 3D stuff
1: is really cool. Like the yeah. sculptural stuff. I remember the first time I saw, I think I saw like it was like a chair or a coffee table or something where somebody sculpted like lettering and turned it into something like a, an actual functioning object. And I was like, wow, man. Like, I never imagined that graffiti would be a three-dimensional object. That was pretty yeah. cool. Um, also,
2: someone else, Doze Green, Doze's work is just, it almost looks like some sort of like, you know, he's bringing like these cultural style yeah. modern characters out. Yeah. And the, what he's just doing is like this one connected line and connect all these characters together, one connected line. I mean, that stuff is just like amazing. It's wild.
1: So we're talking about graffiti coming out of New York. We were talking about how it's evolved, some of the artists have evolved. What about your evolution? Give us a quick summary of your evolution. Give us the breakdown. Dr. Greedy.
2: Yeah, I just, you know, when I was back in high school, I just wanted to, you know, just stick with the artistic aspect. And, you know, I never really, you know, hit the trains much or anything like that. I've done a little bit here and there and everything, but I got into like the freight trains and rooftops and street stuff. And, you know, and just started doing handball courts and productions and stuff like that. But um, I just had a pulling. I just wanted to get the heck out of New York. You know, there's a lot of violence going on, a lot of gang stuff, and everything. And I was just so fed up with it. And uh, yeah, I decided to go become a doctor. A doctor. Doctor. <laughs> That's where you got yeah. the
1: doctor greedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so greed. I know greed from back in the '90s. I would say even in the '80s. And um, greed. You know, he's he started writing greed. I think in the you were like the mid. Early early '90s, mid '90s, started writing. Yeah, I think greed. it
2: was '89 or '90. I started greed.
1: And so, you know, I, I we used to piece and do productions, and you know, bomb and but um but yeah, but greed. He later in life decided to evolve and move out and go to uh, go to the West Coast and become a doctor. <laughs> How was that transition for you?
2: Well, it was good because you know I had some connections out in the West Coast because. Um, MQ and Claw were out there. Okay. And I was hanging with them a bit. I'm like, yeah, let's do some painting. Let's do some bombing, or you know, just like stuff was in New York. And I started getting in a lot of trouble. And within a couple of months, I got put into the LA Gang Task Force files with the crash unit and everything. I'm like, what am I doing here? I got to, like, you know, <laughs> I got to keep my record clean because I want to become a doctor because you can't really have a police record if you want to be a doctor because each state. You need to go and do background checks and everything because, you know, you're a professional working with people's health and everything like that. So I had to just stop and I had to really just, you know, 15 years, I had to stop graffiti and hanging out with my connections and everything like that and just focus on schoolwork and, you know, just dive into that and really become a professional.
1: So you went into a little bit of a hiatus, a graffiti hiatus.
2: Yeah, 15 years. And And then Ron Jeremy got me painting graffiti again.
1: Ron Jeremy. A porn
2: actor? <laughs> I remember when you told me that. I thought it was crazy.
1: How did that happen? Where did
2: that come Yeah, from? so I, I was doing something. I was opening up a nightclub with him. And this guy is like, hey, all your graffiti stuff, you know, why don't you do some paintings for us for the nightclub? I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do that. So I have been painted like 15 years. I went and got some canvases. And I'm like, wow, you could just like, what's this Montana paint stuff? You could just like, <laughs> They'll ship it to you, you know, places will ship it to your house. And so I ordered a case of Montana paint from somewhere and I ordered some caps of like, wow, they have all these different caps. You just order your own caps and everything. You don't have to go steal them off for all the cans and stuff like that. So, and I'm like, oh, wow, this stuff works pretty good. I did three canvases for the club and everything. And I shared it around a little bit with, you know, people I knew and social media people like, dude, like, you've been painting 15 years, you still got it. I'm like, really? Okay. And I I started wanting to paint again.
1: Yeah, man. I, I remember once I saw I saw that you started painting again. I got really excited because I was like, "Wow, that's really good!" Like, for a minute there, I was feeling alone. I was like feeling like <laughs> my own little island. You know, um, I took a little hiatus. Also, I took a, like a five-year break, six-year break at a certain point. You know, trying to get like my paper straight and trying to get, you know, just life and kids and things happen. But um, but when I came back into it, you know, after a hiatus it was a little rough in the beginning but yeah i think the biggest thing when you come back is realizing all the new supplies that, that are available all the new tools um and then the new styles I, I think that's the conversation we're having right now is you know us from the back in the day we weren't even the originals we were considered new school now we're grandpas but <laughs> but we were considered new school back then and um and then when you come back and you see not just the new tools, but you see the new styles. Like, I think the new attitudes and new ways of seeing things. The, even the bombers are different. I, I feel like if you take an old school bomber, an old school streethead, and then you, you compare it to what the new streetheads are thinking like and the new bombers are thinking like, their mentality is totally different as well. I, I almost feel like they're, they, I've, the throwies that I see now are being treated like, like pieces. They're, they're yeah. actually... Approaching them and thinking of them like it's their trademark piece, a finished piece. They even sometimes fill them in and, and add color and everything, and it's, it's it's interesting. You know, back then a throwy was something that you did with with scrap paint. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, I got a little bit of white. Fuck it, shh, fill in and white. You know,
2: it was just the quickest thing you throw up on a wall somewhere. But yeah, now like people getting just they're putting a lot of creativity and thought into the throwies. Some people that did back in the day, though, like, I don't know if you remember um, Crack 5, like, he had those old Flintstone-style throwies. I mean, think back then, like, some people did have the super creative throwies where you just looked at it and you're like, wow. And I've seen someone posted pictures lately of one of these Crack 5 throwies on the the highway, like K-R-A-K.
1: Yeah. You know, another thing that I notice now is the fire extinguisher uh, bombers. Uh, I think that's pretty new. What do you think?
2: Back in the day, I remember that, like, around my area, Fresh Meadows and Queens, there were some kids that would, you know, steal the fire extinguishers back then, pump them up with paint, you know, hit big walls, but it wasn't as popular. I mean, now, like, KR1 and Crink and everything, like, you could, they're, you know, they're popularizing these things, like, yeah, fire extinguishers, and really, you know, make people go out there and do this stuff. Yeah, you it's you fresh.
1: could you can buy a branded fire extinguisher, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a nice, pretty one, all shiny, with a big label on the side, you know
1: let's you know let's talk about now we talked about a little bit about the bombing and the street street style of art what about the piecing you know graffiti lettering and characters now are so much more evolved from since the 90s Uh, with the new tools you have like the transparent uh, spray paint you know you can do some glazing you can really do some highly rendered characters and really three-dimensional graffiti pieces wild styles you know that start to transform themselves into like abstract works of art on the wall they, they look three dimensional they look like they can reach out and grab them um, like I, for me I would say this guy Pita out of Italy I think the Italians are killing it Pita my, a friend of mine Yama he's also part of that circle when they do their 3D stuff their wild styles it's that blew my mind when I first saw that I was like wow that's amazing and then characters I would say the photoreal characters that are a little more abstract like this guy I think Belen is the guy's name from Spain yeah
2: yeah, it's crazy.
1: What about you? What, what catches your attention now when you see new styles?
2: You know, back in the day, the first person I really see doing, like, just the 3D style and stuff was Ernie. Yeah. Like, he had some stuff down in Williamsburg. I was just like, oh, my God. It was like the side of this um, park house with the letters just 3D and going different directions. That just blew my mind. And then later, I saw what Dare was doing from Europe, D-A-R-E, who passed away. He yeah. was really bringing out some 3d styles with the shadowing from the 3d on different letters like overlapping each other and just amazing style he was really a style master he really kind of just did his own thing
1: we and, gotta we gotta talk about color because um yeah. because i know you you're somebody and i respect your opinion when it comes to spray paint a lot and and graffiti styles piecing styles because you always had a really good sense of color but we got to talk about that maybe in a, on another episode we'll discuss color Mm -hmm. Um, But you recently showed me some graffiti pieces from some artists on Instagram where the colors were so vibrant, the way that they used their splashing of color and like it feels like they're glowing, like just, and they're not 3D. They're just like regular old school styles, but...
2: You mean the way people are just layering tones? Like they'll put on three layers of like a yellow and you just see it like come up to a white almost. It's just like it's, it's a glow they make almost. There's several people that started doing it and some do it in more faded ways. Like Bio really started doing that a lot and I know some other people did also. And some people are actually doing it in a little bit more of a, a kind of harder sense which is using harder lines with using three or four colors built up to like a, a darker color to a white. Yeah. And- Still, even works really well too. I don't know, you know, where that started from. I just think people would kind of have a little bit more education from the artistic side of things, you know. So I know you always did that with characters, like right. I'd see you throw down black and then pop up like three colors in the black. It's just like, damn, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. We gotta we gotta tackle this subject in the on the color episode for <laughs> sure. Um, all right, so on this last couple of minutes we got left here, let's talk about how to evolve without changing who you are. So I think all three of us in the room carla you also
0: yeah
1: uh carla's from puerto rico you know me and greed we're from new york but we've all evolved a bit we've all changed with the time how do you change how do you evolve without changing who you are that's like the big question here that we want to ask and put out think? there uh what do you think reed since you're the uh the guest started off you
2: know i look at it i was always kind of a rebel like you know i, I grew up with a dad that was rep, a rebel i was a rebel and. I really get into things but I don't want to do it like I don't want to be a regular artist I like you know doing some big letters on a wall outside and someone's like oh why don't you do more canvases and this and that I'm like no I like painting big and when I got into being a doctor and first became a chiropractor and then had another degree in holistic medicine I was really drawn to just a lot of the really weird stuff the fringe stuff the alternative stuff even with What I'm doing is a career, so I just go for things that are just really different from what everyone else is doing. Like, you know, I see doctors out there just kind of doing regular things, and they help people here and there, and I'm just kind of going way in another direction doing the wild stuff, which just really makes me happy every day.
1: You ever ever feel like you're losing yourself, your old, the old greed? You ever felt like, oh man, am I losing touch with my old self?
2: No, I still walk down, you know, the street with a little bit of swagger and a little bit of gangster lean, you know? (laughs) All right,
1: what about you, Carla? How do you how do you, what's your advice for people? How do you evolve without changing who you are? You, give, tell us a quick story, a little summary about your story.
0: Um, so I came from Puerto Rico 4 years ago and I think I think you have to keep in touch with with your roots. Um, you have to keep in touch with your family, with your friends, your old friends. I think that always help. Yeah. Um, keep in touch with your culture, with the things you like. If you are in another country, you see something about um, the life that you used to have. Let's say music or activities, maybe get involved, and that's gonna help you.
1: Can you can you leave Puerto Rico and not? leave Puerto, Puerto Rican identity behind
0: yeah definitely yeah and more here in New York where you have so many um not only Puerto Ricans but New Yorkans and so many layers that you get to learn even more about your culture than being in the island actually you get to know so many other um Latinos not only Puerto Ricans but then you connect with other um, cultures from Latin America, like Colombian. I have Colombian friends, Dominican friends that I th- I never thought that they were going to be so similar to me Are until you, I moved here.
1: Have you ever been afraid of losing your Puerto Ricanness? Your Puerto Ricanality, <laughs> if that's a word?
0: <laughs> a little bit. Um, just because in the neighborhood that I live, I don't have a lot of Puerto Ricans around me. Right. So I feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my accent. I'm going to lose my identity. But I don't think it's going to happen. Listen,
1: if greed, if, greed <laughs> could, if greed did not lose his graffiti accent, you're not going to lose your Puerto Rican accent, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what I, about you?
1: For me, I mean, for me, I would say I've always been evolving. I've been fortunate enough to, to be able to balance it. But it's been a bit of a juggle. Um, you know, evolving from graffiti into illustration, into commercial art, into fashion, into fine art, you know, and trying, and then moving into parenthood and moving into adulthood. And, and, you know, it's hard. It's a hard juggle, but I don't think it's impossible. Sometimes I feel like, am I the only one? But then I look around and I guess I see examples like Dr. Greed right here and I see examples like yourself. And I realize, I guess maybe we all can do that. We just have to identify it. yeah i mean um but yeah i don't think it's impossible and i don't think you should leave your old roots behind because i think that's what gives you your accent right it gives you who you are it gives you a little
2: flavor
0: i think it's all about balance you have to have a balance between the new and your old self
2: yeah something that um i was told through the years working with holistic health because i've worked with different you know, acupuncturists and astrologists and they'd be able to kind of read a lot from me and my energy and looking at my charts or whatever. They'd say, you always got to get back to your art and everything, like your artistic creativity. And I'm like, oh, I do some artistic creativity. Like I work on my websites or this or that or whatever. And they're like, no, no, you got to really work on your art. You gotta a bom- got back- to bomb. <laughs> you got to <laughs> <Well>, go bombing. <laughs> when I got back into painting, I feel like my life really came together like it really just brought that side of me out again i realized i always gotta be doing painting on that level that really excites me for my life to be fulfilled
1: um and let me ask you this real quick reed you traveling around did you ever did you meet i'm sure you did but maybe give us some examples of some some uh some people following the same path you were following did you find new yorkers out there graffiti artists from new york or other people that maybe were you know they transplanted themselves from new york to other places where like where you were
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a few, right now I'm in D.C. There's a few people out here in D.C. from New York. Um, there was people out when I was up in the Pacific Northwest, I met up there from New York. Um, they're, they're all over the place, you know what I mean? It's just like, and, and going back to New York, that's the amazing thing is, it's like the culture melting pot of the whole world. Like Carlos saying, there's just people there, no matter what culture you're from, they're in New York. And the New York culture spreads all over the world, I feel, too, getting back to what we were talking about from New York graffiti spreading all over the whole world
1: true true that true that
2: yep. yeah
1: alright I think this was an interesting conversation thank you for yeah. being our first guest Dr. Green. yeah
2: thank you for having me <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're gonna we're not over yet we're gonna keep going but um if you guys like what we were talking about you know uh, hashtag Cortez NYC livestream. check us out leave us a comment give us a little feedback also hashtag art life that's what this category is about um art life and how we live it as artists being creative. All right, Culture Talk, second section.
0: This time a little bit different. We're going to have Mr. Greedy and Cortez talking a little bit about graffiti in movies, music, and all type of media
1: yeah you too you're gonna join oh, in. me
0: too but you know they're gonna lead the conversation then you guys will hear my opinion
1: oh your opinion you're gonna judge us
0: mm, yeah maybe
1: you're horrible <laughs> and greedy said he's gonna freestyle this yes i said greedy you got notes he said Nah, nah, i don't need notes notes <laughs> is for punks i don't need no notes let's start let's start with movies i mean we discussed it a little bit in the earlier section but what's the first time that graffiti caught your attention in movies
2: Oh man, probably in the Warriors. The Warriors? Them riding the train, you yeah. know? Yeah, but you know, something I hate about graffiti and the movies and TV, how they got someone like spray painting and it just looks so bad and so fake, it's like, come on, like, you know, Hollywood, whoever you are, the studios, like, really figure out how do people really do it and how does it really come out, because you know, Whenever someone that really writes sees it in TV or movies are just like, oh, really? Like, what is that? You know?
1: Yeah, it cre- screams out movie set, right?
2: But what, what I always used to like to see is actually the real graffiti that was in, like, a background of a set or on a train or something like that. You know, whenever someone's in a train on a movie or TV show, you're, like, trying to look at the tags and who is that, who is that, who is that, you know? <laughs> not, not to get a little
1: off subject, but I saw somebody post... That they got up in the back of a bang. Uh, what is it, Bang Bang Brothers bus? The the bus uh, the porn thing. Yeah, the guy took credit.
2: How do we get back to porn again?
1: <laughs> somebody somebody on my timeline posted a photo of of uh, the Bang bus or whatever Bang, bang Brothers bus thing. Uh, uh, it was just a snapshot, and I just kept looking at why are they posting this, and I was trying to understand what's the joke here. And all the way in the back, through the window of the bus. In the back, on the wall, is a throwy, and the dude was like, "Yo, that's my throwy. It's, I'm on, I'm, I'm on that porn video. Yo, I'm on that." And then he, and then he, I saw his his uh, profile picture was the throwy. So like, he's like, "No, that's my throwy," and it's in that porn video. It's in the background. That's right. <laughs> All right, but so old movies like that, so warriors. That's interesting. Because Warriors, like, I associate it more with, like, New York movies from that time period where they show New York as an apocalyptic city. And they're showing you, yeah, I guess you have graffiti all around them. I mean, that's their backdrop. Um, But it's not, you know, graffiti art. It's it's more just to show you, like, this gritty, you know, destroyed city. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Warriors. And the the poster, I mean, they have the lettering on the poster, you know, in a spray paint kind of font. For me, the first time I really graffiti caught my attention was, like, Beat Street, I would say. Beat Street was, like... I was like I was like wow like that's really cool and like you know they're the writing it on the trains and then I guess also because they gave you the characters they gave you the you know the, the per the main the one of the main characters was a graffiti artist so it's like it, it ties into it and I guess it was a good attempt at at offering graffiti culture right to a yeah. little look into graffiti culture
2: all right another one which just a lot of graffiti in the background is um what was the Eddie Murphy movie welcome to New York or you know Oh, um, Coming to America? Coming to America, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. yeah? Coming... <laughs> you know, because they're on Queens Boulevard, they're on the train, you see just great graph everywhere, just all in the backgrounds everywhere, you know? and They kept it real. It's like real New York. That's true. What
1: about you, Carla? When did you first notice graffiti in movies?
0: In movies? Yeah,
1: did you ever notice it? No. Never?
0: Okay. No, never. Right. If I'm completely honest... <laughs> you have to be
1: honest on the show, Carla. This show no. is about honesty, but, Carla.
0: But um, I was thinking about the show, The Get Down where they're trying to show the history of hip-hop but not only hip-hop as music but the whole culture and they're showing graffiti. During the, some episodes they were mixing like illustrations with the real life and graffiti and graffiti as illustration and as hip-hop it was a, a, too complicated I feel like it wasn't clear if they wanted to really give a background story about hip-hop it wasn't clear
1: yeah yeah i remember that when i saw that show the get down greek you ever saw get down
2: no never really watched it no yeah it's on
1: that it, it's on netflix i don't know if it's still on there it should be still on there. yeah so, yeah it, it
2: I, was. i've seen a little bit here and there I just i never really wanted to sit down and watch it Didn't have a, a you know an urge to yeah I, I don't
1: think you were missing much i think
2: no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> i think they tried they tried to create a fairy tale of, of hip-hop and graffiti and all that and. I, when I saw the graffiti in it it, it, it looked like they were referencing a graffiti movie, not graffiti life. So it was yeah. like a third, third person disattached to the graffiti culture.
2: Mm-hmm. Not keeping it real.
1: Not no. keeping it real. That's a sign that they're not keeping it real. Exactly. I mean, uh, so sticking to media, let's talk about Videograph. That was a media back then. Oh, man. That was yeah. real graffiti. It,
2: that that's, that's something, too, that, you know, again, like that was like the next generation of. Um, style wars, you know what I mean? Like that came out, and everyone's yeah. like, Get get the next copy, next, get, get the next copy. I used to go down to the Soho's app and pick up my my VHS videotape, and almost get robbed, walk out the door, someone try to jump me for it. And then I'm like, Hey, I know you know, so don't, I know who you are, so don't jump me because we have similar friends, yeah. <laughs> people, <I'm> like... <laughs> wow. But yeah, but you know, I, and I really feel like, um. Yeah, I mean, that was just like, you just got to really see who people were, like their real personality and stuff. It was like, you know, yeah, it was just like continuation of what, you know, Henry Chalfont and them did with Star Wars, you know?
1: Yeah, and now, now you have YouTube, you know, where you can find videos on and documentaries on graffiti artists very, very easily um, compared to back in those days. Even if you just do a quick Google search, you know, I could find, you know, obviously, Star Wars, you know, 1983. Then you had another documentary, Infamy, that came out in 2005, that was actually pretty good. It had um, an interesting uh, variety of, of graffiti styles and graffiti artists. Um, and then if you look, if you Google search, like, graffiti movies that aren't necessarily documentaries, that there are more dramas, like, you know, obviously the old ones we talked about, Wild Style, Beat Street, that was in the 80s. Uh, but then you have stuff in the 2000s, which, you know, bombed the system. I, I saw that one. That one was pretty good. Um, and, uh, and then Give Me the Loot. I remember seeing that one. That was, I think, in 2013. And that one was pretty cool. You know, these are all dramas, obviously. This is uh, graffiti as, you know, the graffiti character is like the main protagonist. And, you know, you're in the graffiti world, but filled with drama and crime or things that are happening to them in their daily life. Alright, so let's talk about other media. Books, obviously Subway art. For me for me it was uh was a can control? No, can control
2: Spray can art.
1: Spray can art. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that one. That one was, was big for me. Subway art was it was I don't know, I think it was a little before me. I, I, I saw it, I caught it, but I didn't get deep into it. One of your yeah.
2: favorites. Yeah, that lit me up. Like first I read Getting Up, which you made a not a See, either it was just kind of like a paperback book with some pictures in the middle and lots of stories and stuff. Okay. But I really got into that, and then subway art came out. It was just like all pictures. And um I don't know if you saw, but you know the too many piece in there from Dondi. That was always one of my favorite pieces. Someone just redid that on a whole car subway car this past week.
1: Yes, I. That was, yeah. was nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. um Did it rot? Did it run? Did that yeah. train actually run?
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, people took pictures of it in the station and outside, so they probably just pulled it into the yard. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 it just so many pictures of it that was just like nuts. Someone reproduced that piece. That so was one of the first pieces ever growing up. Like to me, that was like true New York wild style.
1: So, th- so this was somebody who paid homage to Don. Right? Yeah. yeah, and and did an actual subway car recently here in New York. Was it in New York?
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do, yeah. you know they, what train they, line? Yeah, they took pictures of it, uh, 71st and Forest Hills was in the station, and then they got pictures of it outside going into the yard.
1: Dude, you know, the other day I was riding the train and in the morning during rush hour, I saw a train pull in, and it was out of service, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, it's out of service. And it, it was because it was bombed, and it had a graffiti piece on it, not even yeah. throwies. It had okay. an actual piece on it, and it was and it was the E-line. Uh-huh. It was uh, going through the one that goes through Forest Hills, so maybe that, that yard is getting uh, some attention. Yeah. Huh?
2: You didn't get pictures.
1: You didn't get video. What's up, man? Yeah, I passed by. I was trying to get to work, man. I was late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's talk about other mediums. So, what about in music? What was the first time that, that graffiti caught your attention in music?
2: Um, so many old videos. I mean, you know, like, um, do you remember um, was it Blondie with um, Fab Five Freddy? What was that? That rapture. You know, yeah, I mean, there's graffiti in that, right? But that's kind of, you started, and Fat Five Freddy used to paint too and stuff, and he was involved, you know? Lee
1: Lee was in the video. Yeah, yeah. Lee was in the video. Who's was painting in there. Um, what about, I, I mean, a little later, well, a lot later than that, was in the 90s, you had like uh, Tats Crew in videos, right? They were in videos, or they made that video uh, where they were painting uh, for BDP, Sex and Violence, Karis one I think the song was Duck Down. Um, and throughout the whole video, they're painting a piece that says "sex and violence" in the background. That one caught my attention back then, and we were already painting back then, you and I. But you know, that there was a, at that time there was a, a big merge between you know trying to get real graffiti artists that are really painting murals into music videos, you know, to give the artists, the musicians, obviously more more credibility, more street cred. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of a lot of people remember, like, graffiti, like, in the intro of, like, French Prince of Bel-Air and all that. But, like, that's, like...
2: Oh, yeah, it's not real, right? That's,
1: like, generic, generic that's, see, that See, that, that,
2: that's Hollywood graffiti, you know what I mean? Yeah. Martin? That's, like, hey, who's our who's our art designer? Write some graffiti on the wall,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. All right. And Oh, and video games. Let's talk about media. Graffiti and video games. There, a few... Was it Echo came out with a video game, right? Yep, yep. I believe I, it was called uh, Getting Up. Mark Echo's Getting Up. Um, I know there's another one. There's a couple of them. There's uh, Jet Grind Radio is another one. It's got a graffiti theme. It's all fun, like animated looking. Uh, There's another one, Infamous. Uh, Infamous Second Son. And it's got like a, I think like the cover is like a graffiti stencil looking thing. But I think there's graffiti involved in the game where that's part, an element of the game. Um, There's another one, Concrete Genie, which seems kind of fun. It's all like animated I think that one's, I don't know if that one already came out. And then, like, like Grand Theft Auto, Auto, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, that one always has, like, graffiti street element to it, too, you know?
2: Oh, and, and um yeah, a lot of the games, there's a lot of writers up in them, like, J.A. and Ghost and, you know, Ewok, and a bunch of people have been up in video games and stuff like that, you know? I don't know how to get in there and bomb it, bomb it, but, you know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so, Carly... It's, it's like a thing, you know? It's like...
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Carla, you tell us real quick what a couple of minutes we got left. What was the first time that graffiti caught your attention back in Puerto Rico, I guess?
0: Um, I, I, I used to see it every day Um, because in Puerto Rico, it's very easy for writers to just do pieces or productions because there's so many spaces over there. Um, And then when I was in my senior year, we had to do a mural as a senior tradition. So my mom knew this graffiti artist, he knew, she, she knew him more as an artist in general, not only graffiti. So we got in contact with him, and this was Mr. Dad, and then he did our mural, and from there I started following a little bit more what the crew was doing, and, and it was cool. And then after that is when I get to know, um, to know your work. And yeah, I think that's how we started.
1: So shout out to Mr. Dad for making that happen, huh? Yeah.
0: Shout out to him. <laughs> <mom. laughs>
1: um all right, and I think lastly, websites. I because I was I always I'm a big promoter of the fact that graffiti's kind of repackaging itself now, you know, like you don't have to be in the street to see graffiti. You can actually see it on your phone at any time.
2: You just oh, gotta man. look up a
1: hashtag and find it.
2: That's what got me writing again too, seeing like what you were painting and other people were painting from years ago. I'm like, oh man, they are all been writing all these years and I'm sitting here worrying about being a doctor. Like I got to get back <laughs> into painting again, you know? <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you've been painting all this stuff. And I look on social media and I see all these pictures I'm like, damn, I got to like start traveling, flying places and painting now. Like...
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's, a, what's what are some graffiti websites that you can say, I mean, aside from obviously Instagram is a place you could look and YouTube and all that, but what about oh, websites?
2: The biggest one I used to look at back in the day, like I'm talking back in like early 2000s, to me it was almost like looking at a porn site, just checking out, looking at it every day, was Scene's website. Oh yeah? Yeah, I was like, I would just always be like, you know, like checking it out and look at it every day and I found some other websites and pieces on it and stuff like from different people, but Scene had the first real website of any writer that was just kind of really done nicely and professionally and everything, I used to like check that out all the time. Yeah. Mm.
1: All right. Alright guys, that was a quick little culture talk Hope you guys enjoyed it As always, if you like what you're hearing, give us some feedback
0: Hashtag culture talk on Instagram And just follow us on Cortez NYC live stream Cool You wanted me to teach you, right? This is sweet
1: reality Alright, ahora sí hablar español
0: Sí (laughs) Vamos a hablar español con Mr. Greedy
1: This is a segment where we always try to you know, Give you guys some Spanish words to learn And some of you Spanish speakers might learn words that you didn't know And obviously for our, our Americans out there English speakers who want to learn some Spanish We're going to give you some words that you can learn And today we have a guinea pig, <laughs> Dr. Greedy
0: <laughs> So, um, just repeat every word after me and you'll be fine. Oh. Okay, so I guess the first word I have is how to say graffiti writer in Spanish, which is not really a, defin- a real definition, but it's the way we call it, whatever. Dale. It's um, grafitero.
2: Grafitero?
0: Yeah. Yeah, grafitero. Grafitero.
1: Got it, one for one. Woo!
0: Okay, one down, <laughs> 20 more to go. Okay. The other one I have is letras, which means letters. So say after me, letras.
2: Letras. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Doctor Greedy.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, the next one is libros, which means books. Libros.
2: Libros. There
0: you go. <laughs> oh my God. Doctor so He's nailing them. He's nailing. <laughs> Um, the what next do I win? <laughs> <laughs> I'll mail you a drink. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the next one is Películas, which means movies. Películas.
2: Películas. Películas. Petalículas. <laughs> <All right, that laughs> almost there, almost that there. Almost there, almost there. All right, keep going. Got me
0: that one. <laughs> um, the next one is um, evolution. Uh, and in Spanish is evolucion. Sorry, is that the word is written almost the same way? Okay, evolucion in Spanish, in English means evolution.
2: Evolution? Yeah, yeah, you got that one good. Yeah. Almost sounds French. I don't know, that's weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the next one will be conexion, which means connection. Connection. Wait, wait. Say it one Seren? more time. You
1: got, yeah, you got cut off. Go. Connection. There yes. you go. Yes.
0: <laughs> you see? How? Do you have any words you want me to?
1: Yeah. Let's. Let's. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I gotta. You know. I gotta challenge him a little more.
0: Oh my god. Oh. All
1: right. So we were saying. We were talking about. Well, how do you say subway cars or subway train? Do you have? a, You don't have a word. for Metro.
0: That, yeah. In o trenes. Yeah, it's not really. There's not really a way mm. for that.
1: What about what about spray paint?
0: Um, lata de pintura. No, usted le dicen potes. That's it. Depends. That's more in, in Dominican Republic. In Dominican Republic, they use like more like maybe the el pote de pintura.
1: Okay, so that's something that that I learned when I went down to paint in Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, where people would say, "Hey." Pásame los potes de pintura, vamos a comprar potes And I was like, what the hell is a pote? Because I never heard that being used But that, that might come in handy if you ever go to a Latin America And you're going to look for spray paint you got to say pote So hit it So what is it? Pote
2: Pote? Pote, yeah
1: Pote? Pote de pintura, O pote de spray Pote de spray Yeah, yeah Alright, <laughs> yeah. alright
0: okay. Okay. okay,
1: hey, hey, one more Okay What's what's greed? Oh, greed, Carla, don't get stumped
0: Uh-oh um it means codicia
1: oh wow you did that right off the top of your head you did yes, really good Carlos.
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> agreed you didn't stump her <laughs> all right it's so, agreed give us some other ones which one's another suggestion
2: oh uh yeah police
1: police
0: which means how do you say in spanish policia policia yeah policia,
1: that's right all right all right Agreed. you got another suggestion what's the last one come on
2: all right i got one more how about burner Rockin' our burners. Graffiti burner.
0: Uh, burner, the literal translation would be quemador, which I think it can be used in Spanish also to describe what a burner is.
1: Quemador. Yeah. Greedy. Oh, yeah, hey, quemador, quemadora. Quemador? Quemador. Quemador. There you go. Yes. That's much closer. Quemador. Quemador. And then, so quemador, so use it in a sentence, Carla. That way, at least we can hear what it would sound like.
0: Yeah, I guess, like... Um, esa pieza está quemadora All right. o haz un quemador en una
1: pieza quemadora una
0: pieza quemadora o un quemador en la pared. O esa pieza bien quemador. Sí, algo así. All right,
1: yeah. I don't know if it's commonly used in Spanish among Spanish graffiti yeah, artists, so. mm-hmm. but you know what? If you start using it, it might become, it might course. catch on, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: That's why we do.
0: Hablando español. What?
1: All right. Thank you greed uh thank you for being our first
2: guest thank you uh what do you want to promote where can people find you more of you uh instagram dr greedy dr greedy see some of my graffiti on there see some of my you know what i'm trying to brainwash people about natural health and all that stuff spirituality (laughs) everything about all
1: right and then you have a website too right
2: um yeah graffiti greed.com and I got, I got i got several websites depends what we're talking about <laughs> all but right yeah, but yeah graffiti one graffiti greed.com. i haven't posted on there a lot lately but yeah i gotta get back on that i gotta paint some more we gotta paint some
1: more yeah we gotta paint man we gotta we gotta paint we're a little bit overdue all right and next episode will be episode 11 do it for a living Uh, In the art life section, I'm going to be talking about how you can make a career in art, how to provide for yourself, your family, and what are the sacrifices that you probably have to make in order to do that.
0: And on Culture Talk, we're going to be talking about buenos modales in Latino families.
1: Oh, that sounds interesting. Yes. (laughs) And then at the end, as always, we're going to be...
0: Hablando Español.